0: Try to embellish and try to work at new things and you will see that your doors will open up in your life in many different ways. But you probably would not expect that to happen, but you have to be mindful and you have to allow it.
1: Well, today's guest is Steve Safred. Steve's in his 60s and he got into yoga about 25 years ago as a means to help warm up for karate. He and his business partners had gym in North Carolina, and uh, their focus was on karate and bodybuilding. And he's got a long career in fitness, and he shares a great story for how he got into yoga. Steve's now a yoga instructor, and he owns his own studio called Soulful Yoga in Salisbury, North Carolina. And we get into a great conversation. He talks a lot about not only his path, but also how yoga has helped with stamina, uh, his focused uh, recovery from workouts and balance, We talk a little about Arnold Schwarzenegger's practice back in the 70s and it's just a great conversation and we get into a little bit of sort of spirituality at the end which was kind of unexpected but you know I think um, it all ties in and all ties together so I know you're gonna enjoy the conversation. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Well Steve, hey, welcome to the show.
0: Pleasure to be here, Derek. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to this, and looking forward to helping other people, and um, especially men on their journey with yoga. Uh, look, thank you for having me this morning. You know,
1: yeah, no, I appreciate you being here because I know uh, our mutual friend Brian Wimes, uh had mentioned the impact you had on his life, you know, fifteen some odd years ago, getting him into yoga, and uh, when he shared your story, I was like, I got to get Steve on the show, so. Thank you for being here and I appreciate your time.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm, this is, uh, you know, I, I feel really good about this. I will be honest, my first Zoom meeting, but I feel like I'm doing it with the right person. And just like in yoga, we go down many paths. So I'm looking forward to do, doing this interview with you.
1: Thank you awesome. very much. Well, it's Gary. great having you here and uh, you're, you're a pro out of the gates. So, uh, so all is good. So, so by the way, tell us a little bit about your. First exposure to yoga. I know it was about 20 some odd years ago. Uh, where were you in your life? You know, what um, what brought you to the idea of doing yoga or considering it?
0: Well, thank you. Uh, you know, it's it's been refreshing to go back on those years. And uh, I can recall 22 years ago, uh, 1999 specifically, we were just in the entry years of our new business, uh, my partner and I, and we're always looking for something uh, to add to our rep- uh, you know, representation of our classes. Um, and I decided that you know I felt like yoga was a great path, even though it was new and cutting edge in the Western civilization. I wanted to just give it a shot. So it came by way of doing martial arts and kickboxing. Uh, you know, One of our martial art friends introduced us to doing katas and stretching before we did the practice, and he called it hatha yoga.
1: And, so, and by the way, just to make sure the audience is totally synced in, at this time you're in your mid 30s and you guys owned a gym. Was that what really got, like a regular gym or was a gym with a particular focus?
0: It was a focus of uh, everybody's fitness. And, and you know, we had a Gold's Gym brand, but we wanted to and open that up to families. To, uh, you know, the stereotype in Gold's Gym back then was lifting. And we wanted to embrace the aerobics, the, the mental part of the yoga was something that you know uh, we we wanted to encompass, so we introduced that through kickboxing and karate with with katas. And non-realizing, my martial art friend, he uh, taught hatha yoga. So he said, "Let's do an hour of yoga before we start our practice." And by the
1: way, and by the way, what is what is kata? I never heard of kata. katas.
0: Are um, you know forms of stretching? You know okay. to get the ligaments and tendings. This is uh, a karate thing karate thing, get your hips open, get your knees flexed, get your shoulders nice and limber. Uh, And it takes primarily an hour to get, you know, to get these uh, limbs exercised to where you can perform, you know, and get your body to limber, to move in these uh, particular kicks and moves. And it took an hour for us to open up to that. And what I found that it was more mental and spiritual in a way, I mean, it just took me down a road where I felt fluid, so and
1: the the I, katas themselves are more of the yoga
0: more of the yoga because we did the Hatha yoga first, and yeah. you know the the I mar- didn't understand the, that. the 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 martial <laughs> art um, excuse me, let me cut this off this my phone's cutting in on us here, but the martial arts led us down a path of uh, the yoga being so strong and primarily uh, using that was a workout in itself, you know. I mean, you found yourself euphoric when you got to the time to do karate, but the yoga was more specifically what I found the benefits from. So it, uh, you know, allowed us at that point in time to hire an instructor that would teach yoga, and it happened to be a karate instructor. So,
1: so, so let me, so let me jump in here a second. So you got the studio in in uh, in in Salisbury, North Carolina. It's a Gold's gym. You guys are looking to incorporate some other things, particularly something that's going to help out. Kind of warming you up for karate, yes. And and uh, who was it that sort of even mentioned? Had you heard of yoga before somebody actually mentioned it?
0: It's funny because I think in the song, you know, there's an old '60s song. I can't recall the artist, but I, I remember him using yoga. And I, I always thought that was unique. But that's the only time I'd ever heard of yoga. I mean, you know, it's such a old art coming from the east and Uh, coming from India 2,000 years ago and then being introduced here into the United States was something I thought would help us on our path to make our gym the best that it could be for our community. Uh, And uh, yeah, uh, you know, we, we sort of, uh, you know, involved Randy Smith was his name. And we, we, uh, he was the leader of uh, the karate program that he had with sidekick karate. It's an American
1: he, uh, he, he's art. someone who's a known entity in, in North Carolina or just in the nationally? He was a known national. Name. Yeah, okay.
0: he, he was uh, one of the twins of the Goldust twins. Uh, Ricky and Randy Smith were, were popular and in, in leading that art. But, you know, Randy specifically taught Hatha yoga. I mean, he was an instructor. So as he came into our club and we said, let's do this, uh, you know, one time a week. Uh, we introduced that class on a Saturday morning, and and I can tell you it was always, you know, started out very small, but it grew very rapidly. And as I was an owner of a club uh, with my business partner, we decided, you know, to try to get the boys involved, get the men going. So, uh, and we brought them in there, you know, and and. We found out there were more men taking yoga than females, and it was really interesting. Wait
1: a second, this is in this is like late nineties, early two thousands, yes. and you had more men than yes. women doing yoga.
0: Absolutely, we had more so, men doing that.
1: So interesting back then, mostly guys. What do you think? First of all, did you guys have a was it was it a challenge in trying to get some men to come to the studio to do yoga or? Uh, did they get it right away because it was sort of validated by a bunch of karate guys who said you, sh- you yeah. guys should be doing this?
0: Yeah. I think we had a, a ch- I think we had a little uh, moment owning the club. We could talk to these people and get them in there because we were in the club. You know, we were a part of the fixture so we could introduce the guys and say, Hey, try this new class out. Maybe if they were doing a, you know, a step class, let's try something a little different this yoga thing. And, you know, of course you get the laughs and you get the giggles, you know, a lot of people refer to it as yogurt, but we we say, no, 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 until you try this, you cannot market. So, so that's how we, you know, we brought them in. I think we had a little edge by being in the club all day versus just a member. We were able to sit at a a front desk and have people, they try this out, you know, this Saturday we're doing 8am class. It's called Hatha yoga. Uh, At that time it was, uh, you know, just a, a basic stretch but what people found was more—it was more profound because you 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 could stretch your tendons to a further point. Uh, you could meditate a little bit while you were stretching, and you know as as we well know, these twenty-two year old guys that are are these people that have been in yoga for twenty-two years or not? Um, you know they were football players, they were wrestlers, they were you know runners uh, back in their high school and college days. So your, your stretches were always very quick before the practice, you know, before you practice, you had a quick stretch three to five minutes and you're out there running. So I think people never had the opportunity to really take the time to really immerse themselves in a a long stretch for 60 minutes or so. So it really gave them the benefits physically.
1: So this was early 2000s around this time. And then you got certified. Is that right?
0: Yes, uh, I sure did, Derek. I, um, went to uh, a friend of mine and myself went down to Charlotte to Energy Quest and Terry Reeves uh, was the individual teaching this, uh, certification, uh, on power yoga. She helped the Panthers, uh, you know, stretch and get ready. The
1: Carolina Panthers, the pro team, pro football, NFL
0: team, NFL team, the Carolina Panthers. She would help them with her yoga style. So, uh, went down and got certified in her uh, seminar. Uh, and really at that time we expanded our classes because they were so populated, you know, and obviously men and women were in, invited. So we would invite them in and do different classes. We do a power yoga class. We do a karate kickboxing yoga. So we started introducing various forms. So it would draw more people because it was hard for people back then to, do an hour of yoga. I mean, you know, honestly, we had to do 30 minutes of yoga and 30 minutes of kickboxing. So we sort of intertwined those together and, you know, people decided at that time they liked the yoga more. So we phased out (laughs) kickboxing and just did the yoga. So
1: let me also go back because, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about the South as being a hotbed for yoga. Uh, We know a lot is changing quite a bit across the country, uh, with wellness programs and yoga is a big part of that stuff was it did you guys feel like you were kind of pioneers doing yoga at this point in time and 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 was it did you have to search to try to find someone like terry to to take a certification or was you know was she sort of the the known entity in in the area because at the time yoga wasn't that big and she was just she was the name to go get trained with
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, pioneers. I don't know if that's <laughs> uh, you could accurately say us as pioneers. In you sound of- like
1: pioneers. You know, yeah, any, we, anyone we, started 20 years ago yeah. uh, in uh, in certain parts of the country as a pioneer.
0: Well, I can tell you it felt like a pioneer because people literally would say, what what is yoga? What is, You know, we had to get the, you know, sort of a, my, my intro was always here's where it started here's what we do in the classes, the asanas, here's how we practice it, and if you'll just give me a a minute, we'll try it and and see where we go with it. We did, and I did. I I felt like it was a uh, perfect opportunity to interject those classes and the the yoga format in our program, because it it really reached out to the feminine uh, as well as the men. You know, men more importantly because uh, you know, it's a gold's gem. It's the theory of the icon, which is the bodybuilder, and we wanted to not necessarily take that away from Gold's Gym, but add to that. So the aerobics part of Gold's Gym became, you know, um, you know, aerobics for everyone. Serious fitness, serious stretching, serious yoga for everyone is what we want to sort of envelop. And it worked. In a small town that we live in, we were able to do that. And to answer your question, I feel like we were sort of, uh, you know, pioneers to that question. Uh, It definitely in North Carolina, because, I mean, we're as far west as you can go before you hit the Atlanta. So I think it really worked out well.
1: So when you guys were teaching classes, was it pretty much like a vinyasa flow or sort of sun salutation? Do you guys do like a peak pose or were there things you focused on like, hey, we're focusing on hips today or shoulders or core? Tell me a little bit about some of your kind of how your programs worked.
0: Well, we you know we learned from the basics in alignment. We started with alignment or tadasana, uh moving through the poses were very basic. I mean, we we did a vinyasa style and and really I wanted to say focus on the vinyasa, but it was more um, it was slower, more uh, concentrated effort. Not at you, you see these hot forms of yoga, these very fast Bikram styles of yoga. It was not that. It was let's go very intentional. very mindful where we could sync these poses up and people could feel what they were doing versus just saying, I don't know what I'm doing. We didn't want to send that. I can't keep up message. We wanted to send a message of let's see how it can make you feel.
1: I appreciate that because I I think about when I'm in certain vinyasa classes and uh, especially if i have an injury, I'm certainly, it's taken me a minute to get in and out of a pose. And some of those vinyasa classes move pretty quick. And, um, you know, if you're also a newer student, you know, your head's on a swivel. It's like you're like a defensive back trying to figure out who's doing what, you know, is the, is the person to the right of me doing what the person to the left of me is, you know, what should I be doing next? And sometimes I agree that those classes, and there's a class for everyone out there, but some of those classes move too fast. And I, I do agree that y- you can slow things down and get just as much benefit. And even a student who's, you know, at a higher level in the class, you know, they might be used to doing a vinyasa flow that's faster, but they're going to get new benefits from joining the rest of the class, you know, slowing down their practice a little. And I agree, a nice, slower, intentional practice where you can focus on alignment and maybe give some cues. You know, it sounds like a really great class to bring more people into and, and, and um, have them enjoy the benefits.
0: Yes, our goal was ex- especially that. We, we would maybe pick five asanas out into the population, especially the men listening. You know, the five asanas could be, you know, Tadasita. They have very mountain indie
1: pose, yep. mountain
0: pose. They have very indie um, long words. And I typically like to westernize those just with, the, you know, the, the American terminology, mountain pose is tadasita. uh Warrior pose is, you know, a lunge, uh, yep. you know. But, you know, you have to translate that to people, so they can understand that they don't have to, you know, really uh, hear the word to know what they're going to do. They just need to see the, the instructor to get into a basic class is where you start your journey. And uh, that's why we, we started a 101 basic yoga class. And that's how I think everyone that is looking to get into a program should start with just the basics. And the basics are just a nice, slow flow, you know, just yep. a nice and easy uh, you know, especially if someone's really got painful injuries from, you know, sports or work, you know, they don't want to come in there and move real fast. They want to go slower with intention and mindfulness. Yep. That's practice and breath, obviously.
1: I'm a hundred percent with you. So let's talk a little bit about your practice. What, what drew you when you started doing yoga, you know, 20 years ago for karate, what were some of the things that kept you going and that you really appreciated about it? And then as your practice has continued over the years, what are now the, the newer benefits that you're unlocking and enjoying?
0: Well, thank you. Um, I would say I entered yoga with the more physical benefits that I, I could retain from that. Um, you know, I was a bodybuilder years ago and I enjoyed the slow effect that it gave uh, the blood uptake into the muscle groups. I enjoyed the physical benefits, but what I found more important with that was my mental focus increased. My breath was deeper. I was able to hold a pose much like a bodybuilder has to hold a double front, double bicep, uh, pose on stage. Uh, if we go back some years back to Mr. Olympia and with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he himself practiced yoga and guys, old guys like myself, uh, you know, would look back at the, you know, at the Arnold Schwarzenegger days and what did he do to look the best? And even, you know, 20 years ago, that was still infamous and he practiced yoga. So I, I
1: Schwarzenegger know,
0: yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger practiced yoga, uh, you know, pumping iron. Uh, it's, it's right there in the, the documentary, Pumping Iron, where he's practicing ballet and yoga because you have to hold these poses to get the benefits. And it, it, it very, it, it gave dividends to being on stage and holding a pose against an opponent for three minutes. You know, so that's, that's what first originated uh, in terms of the benefits I got. And then secondly, I was not as sore uh, after a workout with yoga versus working out with heavy weights. You know, you're, you're sore, you're sort of muscle bound, you're tight, but yoga left me feeling centered. I had a deeper breath, as I said. I could, uh, I I had more balance. You know, balance was important as we get older in age, especially men. Our balance tends to leave us soon. Uh, You know, forty and up, we start. You know, losing that balance factor.
1: Yeah, I think, in particular, I, you know, and obviously, uh, I'm only in my late forties, but I I look around and I notice that, you know, uh, men as they get up there, tend to be maybe a less, a little less agile. They're a little less, you know, there's more sitting that might happen than should. And I think having a steady yoga practice, even starting at that age is going to have benefits. But if you start a yoga practice in your forties, you know, in your sixties and seventies, you're going to have great balance. And as you get even older, it's those falls that really can be life changing or life ending for certain people of once they're in their eighties or nineties. And it's like, you know, learn to develop that intelligence in your feet and in your knees and your hips. So when you do catch a little bit of a slippery spot, maybe give your body an extra microsecond to to, to know what to do or at least know how to soften the fall in a way that's going to do less damage.
0: Yeah, um, right.
1: Exactly. I think that's, I totally appreciate that. Uh, would you say that uh, as you've gotten older, having a yoga practice has helped you in some ways? find more patience or a softer side or a bit of an ability to put things in perspective a little quicker that, you know, when life doesn't go your way or things happen, you're a little bit more at peace with it. Has your yoga practice helped in that way?
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, it's funny because when things don't go your way, uh, I don't know, uh, you run a stoplight or, you know, maybe uh, the Uh, you've you've got things that you need to do. It absolutely helps you to slow down and really breathe in and and think about what's going on so that you can react to that a little differently. Um, You know, your reaction time is uh, much more clear. You have more focus uh, in terms of what decision you want to make. Let's, let's use an example. If you're, you know, carrying a wine glass and you trip, you know, you have a little bit more steady hands your mind seems to react more fluently with your body yep. uh, than, you know, than if you would normally trip over something. Your joints have a little bit more range of motion, so you're able to catch yourself if you need to. So, yeah, there's definitely benefits, I feel, to aging and becoming less stable. You have a little bit more reaction time, like you just mentioned, that microsecond might save you from maybe falling down that last step that you thought wasn't there or, you know, uh, you know. you uh, tripping, you know, maybe over something, a step or something. So I feel like that it will, you know, give you lasting benefits. And I, and I think you should keep going and doing yoga throughout your life. There's so many different forms and styles of yoga, keeping that going through chair meditation or uh, through, you know, just sitting and doing these uh, katas, uh, these yoga stretches, these basic moves, very slow, will give you so much more of a mental effect. I've had many clients over my tenure with yoga because I would do one-on-ones or classes and not one of my students has ever said that I I notice, you know, that I'm not doing this as good. They've always said, I see myself doing things with more purpose, more vision, more uh, concentrated effort. And, and I think wholly with more breath. I mean, I think when you can learn to use that bellows breath and, you know, that deep Bunjana breath, the Ujjayi breath, you have more chance to allow your mind and conscious to, you know, to think about the uh, the end result that you're looking for.
1: Yeah, I think the breath work is something that I came across or I had a greater appreciation for a little bit later in my training. And I would say in the last few years and particularly using the breath either warm up the body or, or either either kind of warm up the mind or calm down the mind, mm-hmm. but also using the breath in your diaphragm and your deep core to support your body and to uh, find stamina in your co- deep core. And also just the, the ability to kind of greater awareness of how you feel or what's going on. Like I, I just, that breath is just literally like the, it's like the, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the, energy and kind of the, the, um, the fuel for how the mind connects to the body, like neuroplasticity, like, you know, getting a better sense of feeling in your foot or or better balance in your foot, or knowing that a certain posture or or position is going to put challenges on a lower back. Like that all kind of starts out of the breath and that breath work. And I think the asanas just give you an opportunity to learn to to dial into that, especially when you, you're in a, a deeper place in that asana and you were a couple of weeks ago, you know, where's your breath to kind of help, help tell you whether you're at that edge and when to back off or when to go a little bit deeper. You know, I think there's just, there's just so much in there. So one sort of follow-up, you know, I think some of the things about yoga that turns off guys is the mystical aspect of it, the sort of, the sort of spirituality or whatever, you know, I think it's hard not to have some appreciation for the spiritual aspects uh, in in a steady yoga practice, and especially in a community or in a studio, I mean, you just sort of feel connected to more people when you do this. And I'm wondering in your practice and in your experience with yoga, and I don't know whether you're a deeply spiritual guy or not, but I'm curious, where does the spirituality stuff come in there for you? Like,
0: Oh, well, that's a great question. I, I feel like uh, for me, uh, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a Christian and you know, I, I tend to look at history. So, I, you know, when I was interested in yoga 20 some years ago, I wanted to see what this background was. What is the basis of it? And lo and behold, it's older than creation. I mean, you know, we can trace it back to uh, to India 2,500 years ago. Uh, and I feel like that it has given me this spiritual mentality. I have, uh, I have a deeper practice with, you know, my Holy Spirit. Uh, I have during the workouts experience things that I can't really explain to people other than a euphoria. Yep. I, you know, I feel free and, and that helps me in every corner of life. Uh, You know, as, as a guy that's in athletics in the past, still in athletics, as a guy who teaches yoga, as a guy who leads a community as a whole, that is my mission is to help others. It's been my mission since I started lifting and, training with yoga at the age of 34. Uh, Before that, it was lifting, but it has helped me to introduce people to a better lifestyle. And when I say lifestyle, I mean everything. Every facet of their life is going to improve, bar none. If you just be aware and allow yourself to find that right class, to find that right teacher, to find that right mentor, you're going to see yourself change in a lot of ways that I think you maybe wouldn't if you just led your life, life the same way. Uh that's my experience. And I'm yeah. not trying to sell that to other people, but it's worked for me. And uh I'm very thankful and appreciative to that.
1: Yeah, well that's that's a beautiful way to put it. I um you know I think about it, I um I was raised Episcopalian and uh I have a great appreciation now for a lot of different types of uh religious disciplines and i think all of it has not only tons of similarities but they they can complement each other as well and i think when you look at the um uh, christ's message of love that really kind of you know it kind of sits it can sit quite comfortably in sort of the some of the hindu vedic uh 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 writings and the Upanishads and you know the Bhagavad Gita, like there's there's aspects they're very different, but there is kind of um, there's 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 wisdom and there's compassion and there's understanding in all of this stuff. And if you are someone who's a Christian, you can have a totally, you know, deep, steady yoga practice. Right. that may have spiritual aspects or may not. Or you can be, uh, you know, someone who's just a, a Buddhist or you could be a Muslim or you could be an atheist. doesn't matter. But like, there's, there's opportunity to have even, perhaps an even more uh, robust three-dimensional appreciation for the spirit, whatever the spirit is for you. So I appreciate you sharing that perspective because I think it's spot on for um, uh, the benefits of yoga, but also the benefits of just, having um, a more diverse thinking about how you can enjoy life in the universe and and your community around you.
0: Absolutely. Um, It's funny, you know, one of my family members is, uh, you know, sort of not sure of his faith, but he enjoys the universe and refers to Mother Earth and meditates daily. And uh, he is uh, intertwined in a beautiful earth that we live in. And I think you absolutely are spot on with what you're saying is you can enjoy the universe at a higher level. And I think yoga for me is part of that. And, and it, you know, and, and it makes me feel good to hear other guys, especially and women that I've introduced into yoga that still continue to do it from that first day, 22 years ago, they are still practicing. And I, And I think that lends a little bit of information, a little bit of uh, extra credit to what you're saying, because people that usually start it and find a practice, they continue that journey. uh, And much like sports, you, you, you evolve into that different branches, just like yoga. You have different branches of that tree. And there's so many different paths and ways to do that. So.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. It's like, there's just so many different ways to enjoy the experience. And if you come for the physical and then it has mental benefits and then it has spiritual benefits, well, you're just flourishing at every possible you Absolutely. know avenue that's brought to you. And there's just an unfolding. Whatever challenge is there for you today, that challenge may not be there a year from now. You might have a new challenge. And I think having this practice uh just helps you, uh, recover and, uh, move on to the next. And, um, so that's, I, I appreciate all of that. As we get towards the, the end here, I've got the question of, okay, so we have an audience listening of, you know, the show is really, it's about targeting guys, but it could be anyone listening. But if you were speaking to an auditorium of men or a, uh, a, a podcast universe of men who haven't done yoga or tried it and didn't come back, What kind of advice would you give those guys as somebody who's not only a longtime yoga practitioner, but also a guy in his 60s who's lived a a full life already? uh, What would you share with that with that audience?
0: Well, I would say, uh, you know, new things are it's like teaching an old dog new tricks. Um, It's all about what the mind wants to do. The mind is a powerful tool. Um, Whether you're young or old and never tried yoga, I think my message is never ever close your mind off always keep your mind open and try to uh experience um something different in your life uh yoga is totally something that's new and it it can happen with anyone i mean old young doesn't matter and to those guys who have maybe tried it years ago wasn't so big on it but now you know want to get back into it never give up you know i think everyone uh has this uh personal thing inside of them that wants to keep achieving and making themselves bigger and better. Um, And we want to live a long and uh, enriching life. So try to embellish and try to work at new things. And you will see that your doors will open up in your life in many different ways that you probably would not expect that to happen, but you have to be mindful and you have to allow it. Uh, So that would be my message to, to those guys.
1: That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, Steve, it's great to finally meet you. Thank you for, for spending some time with us on the podcast here and sharing your story. Uh, thanks for being a leader in uh, in the, the in the town of Salisbury with your yoga studio and helping getting so many people into yoga and other fitness modalities that help with their with their lives. And uh, I look forward to talking again. But thanks for your time and uh, have a great day.
0: Derek, it's been a pleasure to be with you and, and your podcast. And I look forward to the next time. And please uh, subscribe to this channel. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's my first time. And I hope and wish you the best in your uh, in your podcast. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And if any of you are in North Carolina, go check out Soulful Yoga and ask for Steve.
0: Soulful Yoga. You got it. Thank All you right, very man. much,
1: Derek. Thank you, friend.